You found it! A Scoop of Life is a podcast produced by Square One World Media and features Cheryl Coop as host and storyteller. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast called A Scoop of Life. My name is Cheryl Coop, and I'm thankful that you have taken time to listen. This podcast is a mix of one of my personal stories, sometimes a funny one and sometimes a more serious one, together with music from Canadian musicians, and then concludes with a brief spiritual insight. I hope that as you listen, you not only enjoy it, but sense God's deep love for you and how your story can intersect with his. And now, enjoy the show. The title of this episode is The Writer. Sometimes you can't believe you get to share the same space as someone you have admired for a long time. It was 1994 and I was living in Toronto to attend seminary and get a little further ahead on the master's degree I was working on. The ministry organization I was working for gave me the gift of a study sabbatical. Friends helped get me and my stuff moved to Toronto. From one friend arranging with the company he worked for to transport my packed VW Rabbit in the back of one of their semi-trailers, to another friend securing a clean, cozy, decently priced, fully furnished basement apartment in the home of his mother-in-law. I was blessed. Thankfully, the apartment was large enough to host company, as many friends and family chose to visit Toronto when I was there. As spring approached, I was made aware of a fabulous conference taking place in downtown Toronto at the Delta Hotel. The conference was to feature a number of incredible speakers and was focusing on how followers of Jesus Christ might respond to the challenges of those who live on the streets of cities all across Canada. People who interacted with the homeless from across Canada and the United States registered for the conference. And since friends of mine were organizing it, I was offered the opportunity to attend at a discounted price. One of my closest friends was living in eastern Ontario at the time, and when she heard about the conference and those speaking at it, she asked if she could not only attend with me, but also come and stay in my apartment. I was thrilled, for not only would my dear friend be at the conference with me, but she was going to stay with me for the duration of it, which meant we could get some serious visiting in. How great was that? One of the speakers at the conference was going to be a writer that a friend had introduced me to several years earlier by suggesting I read a book of his that was based on a journal the writer had kept. From the reading of this book, I was hooked on the author and started sourcing out any book he had written. I was so drawn to his writings as he was able to speak about the life of Jesus and how those of us who call ourselves followers of Jesus are to live. He used images, stories, and portions of scripture in a way that was not only different than many writers, but challenged me on how I interacted with the poor and marginalized. As mentioned earlier, the first book I read was the journal the writer kept while traveling and living in Latin America. It initially held appeal as I loved to journal and to travel. However, the pages of his journal were far more intense and thought-provoking than any I have written. God used this writer to move me forward in my relationship with Jesus Christ, 
used him to encourage me to study the Bible as never before, and used him to challenge me on how to relate to the teens I was getting to know in the core area of my city. Many who worked on the street were in gangs and who often had little to no regard for people who claimed to believe in Jesus Christ. To think that I would now be at a conference where this writer would be speaking and making himself available at the end of sessions to answer questions felt like such a gift during my sabbatical year of study, I could hardly contain my excitement. My friend arrived from eastern Ontario and off we went to the conference. The opening address by the writer was more than I could have hoped for. His stories riveting, thought-provoking, and his use of the Bible enlightening. The next day, there were a few more sessions with the writer, and then in the late morning session, an invitation was made to all of us who were attending that there would be a raffle of sorts, and the prize to this raffle would be the opportunity to be in a small group with the writer, having tea or coffee and asking him questions. Wow, what an opportunity! My friend and I quickly entered our name in the raffle, and to our great delight, we won two seats to the afternoon Q&A session with the writer. We were invited up to his room in the Delta. His assistant offered us coffee or tea, and then we sat down to dialogue with him. I was in awe, for there I was sitting across from none other than Henry Nowen. Not only was he poised to answer our questions, but he was extremely personable ask good questions, got us to speak about ourselves and some of the ways we felt called and or challenged to love the poor and marginalized. The exchange was nothing short of delightful, and I could not believe how quickly our few hours together flew by. By the end of the exchange, my respect and love for Henry Nouwen had grown, for he was very humble, honest about his shortcomings, engaging, funny, and at times almost awkward yet warm, kind, and willing to have a good dialogue with a room full of strangers who had won a raffle to have time with him. It was a rich, joyful, challenging, thought-provoking, lovely time. It was such a gift. The rest of the sessions at the conference where he spoke were just as powerful as the first session, and I found myself even more engaged due to the chance I had had to spend personal time with him. Seeing Henry interact with his friends from the Larsh home in Toronto, where he lived, was not only delightful but a lovely picture of how Jesus desires us to relate to those who are poor and marginalized. Meeting Henry Nowen and hearing him speak was the major highlight of the conference. However, there were several other highlights that I still remember and cherish. One was the time I could spend with my friend from Eastern Ontario. Another was that it happened to be my birthday weekend, and one of the bands playing at the conference happened to have a number of my friends in it. This group of band friends felt it necessary to acknowledge my birthday. So, at one of the sessions, I was asked to come to the stage, was put on a short little seat, my birthday was announced, and then all the attendees at the conference not only sang happy birthday to me, but I was given a small bouquet of flowers and then the band sang a love song to me. To say my face turned red and I felt awkward would be the understatement. However, I also felt noticed, valued, and loved, which was so powerful. It made me think of what a gift we can offer each other when we notice one another, 
value each other, and express our love towards one another. The song Lonely in America by Noah Dirksen speaks of what ails so many people here in the West. Noah is a singer-songwriter, the son of friends of mine, who hails from Winnipeg, and recently released this song on the new CD he recorded over the course of 2018-2019. I thank Noah for giving me the freedom to use his music on my radio show. I took a trip down to New York City to find me a girl who's looking oh so pretty. Instead I was blinded by neon signs and buildings interrupting the sky. So there I sat on a subway train. It took me there, I thought it'd take me back again. I see a man who's looking oh so blue. I said, hey man, what's the matter with you? Oh, it's lonely in America, that's what he said to me. I've been looking for salvation, but that ain't free. Oh, it's lonely in America, and that's the way it's always been. Sometimes the lonely gets to me. Well, I listened to him for 20 minutes And I couldn't help thinking of rags and riches But then came time for the end of the line As he went left, I went right I walk it across the parking lot It's a shortcut to save me a couple of blocks There's a woman sitting down with her head in her hands I asked her Make me understand how it's lonely in America That's what she said to me Oh, I've been looking for salvation But that ain't free Oh, it's lonely in America And that's the way it's always been How do you tell people around the world about Jesus? Coming from a nursing background where she always related to people one-on-one, Irene Marsh loves the way radio reaches so many people at once, particularly those she would never meet with conventional nursing. Those who have nowhere to go, those who don't have the courage to come to a clinic, they can always listen to the radio. To help us spread the gospel, visit squareoneworldmedia.com. Nowen was, 
and continues to be a highlight for me. However, living out the reminders from Jesus' life that he talked about is and continues to be a challenge for me. Jesus gave a long talk called the Sermon on the Mount that is found in the book of Matthew from chapters 5 to 7 in the New Testament of the Bible. Here are some pieces of that talk sermon that continue to be a challenge for me. Matthew chapter 5 verse 3. God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him. For the kingdom of heaven is theirs. And then Matthew chapter 6 verses 19 to 21. Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Then in Matthew 25, Jesus talks about the legacy he wants followers of his to have. I will read first the verses 34 to 36. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. And finally, verses 44 and 45 from this same chapter. Then they will reply, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and not help you? And he will answer, I tell you the truth. When you refused to help the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were refusing to help me. It is good to know that these continue to be challenges for me, as they cause me to seek accountability and community and to rely on the Holy Spirit to meet these challenges. Who do you and I need to reach out to that others may ignore? And where do you and I store up our treasure? For more information on Henry Nowen, please see my Instagram posts and Facebook page at A Scoop of Life. Thanks for listening, and I hope you will let me know not only what you think of the show, but also something that may have resonated with you, made you laugh, or encouraged you. You can contact me via the website www.ascoopoflife.com or on Facebook or Instagram under A Scoop of Life. However, let me spell that for you because you may think S-C-O-O-P like an ice cream, but it is www.askoopoflife.com like in my nickname, Scoop. I would love to hear from you. My team here at Square One World Media and I enjoyed producing this episode, and I hope you will come back and listen to more episodes as they are loaded on www.ascoopoflife.com. Mm-hmm.